everybody. Welcome. <laughs> Here, we, we just wanted to get started on a, on a, on a, on a laugh track because we heard the other podcast does that nonstop. So um, we, 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 right as I hit record, Tyler said, um, hey, oh, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. And I already hit record. So here we are. Yeah. Let's do this. Welcome back. September 12th. To College Football Uncensored, brought to you by Texas Pete. Downset sauce like you mean it, Chris. Yeah, you're on it today. I forgot about that. That's what I was going to ask you about. <laughs> Visit texaspeed.com, enter promo code Saturday Down South to take 20% off your orders for any sauce or apparel. Chris, yeah. it, was, it, I'm, it seemed like it was a great weekend for most people. <laughs> so, so you didn't get ragged as much on social media as I was expecting. One, I'm going to read our text. I'm going to read our text back and forth, just so you know. Um, hey, by the way, whatever you read and you thought how angry I was, I was even more angry than you probably thought I was. <laughs> you were. <laughs> Claire's not going to listen to this podcast, right? Uh, I hope not. <laughs> okay. I doubt she does. I don't think she supports it. So it's fine. <laughs> so, um, like, Florida State lost, right? That to was an FCS thing. school. Yeah. For the first time yeah. ever in school history. Right. So. Um, Bama might have lost their best player. And uh, what was it? Um, oh, I got banned from Facebook. I got <laughs> I got suspended from Facebook for three days. I saw I, that. Because somebody in the, in the I made some comments like, hey, you guys want to do a, a Facebook Live? And usually I shouldn't even say anything. I should just done it. And somebody's like, I don't want to see your ugly mug. And I was like, bitch, I'm beautiful. And, and then you got and banned. Because somebody reported me. Really? That's a real thing. It's the second time somebody's done that. And I just, I want, I want everyone to hear this right now. If you think that shit is funny, it's not because this is my fucking job. And two, um, also like if it actually offended you, let's talk about like, it. Let's yeah. Let's talk about it. But also like, don't be a bitch. Like what is happening right now? What's <laughs> um, anyway, I should have, we should have opened that hot. Let's talk about your feelings for a second because, um, yeah, we do uh, let's just get it out of the way. Yeah, so so Florida State lost on the in, in, inexplicable last play. Well, I, I don't understand the how fact that it was that. even down to that. It's like right. whether they would have completed it or not. I was furious because you should be because your tweet we, because I went no not because the tweet and I still don't know that I'm wrong on that. It's just after last week, I left that game. Like I said, no moral victories, but I felt so much better about where we like the trajectory of where we were. The right. fact that we took a step that far of a step back in the very next game just tells me that they haven't, they're really not that different. Pair that with the fact that Notre Dame almost lost to Toledo. I think the first game was just a complete, I mean, we were what? probably, it's just, that might've been the peak of our your... season. So that, I, uh, it, I love talking to you about this stuff because you actually are like really rational. My bad. What, what happened uh, now? No, no, I'm just, I'm still, it's still hurting me. You should be sad. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I think so. But like, like I like talking about this. Like I was talking to Rich about this today. Who's my new roommate. Um, yeah, he's a four he's not guy, a roommate, right? He, yeah, he owns a house. He's not like, we're not like in an apartment together, like <laughs> fucking Balky and that other guy from Perfect Strangers. Really, really old, deep cut. Um, but like, so, so Rich is like, he's like, honestly, dude, I'm not worried. I think, I think like, you know, I was like, Rich, let me explain something real quick. Um, <laughs> you guys fired Willie Taggart. 
yeah. when he was nine and 12, Mike Norvell would have to go six and four the rest of the year to get to that. And yeah. you just come off. So get to six and six, right? That's that alone is not great Two, mm-hmm. Like, like you, you lost an FCS school and, and I get it. Like, you know, sometimes stuff like that happens, but you also did it when you, like you have all FBS teams on your, on your schedule still. Right. Yeah. 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 You got to play Florida. I mean, that's a, that's a loss. Clemson. Clemson. That's a loss. Miami's probably a loss. Like maybe jump up and get, that's a loss. So what what I hate for Florida state fans, and I, I remember this for Bama to an extent, but it's not, it's not, we haven't been like this in, in this era of football where it's like recruiting is so big and everyone's paying attention to it. Yeah. But what sucks for Florida State fans right now, and and like the last time I remember hearing like a like Georgia, okay, like I know we have a lot of Georgia fans. Um, I, I like I remember I remember somebody saying to me one time if they lost to Florida in high in college, and he goes, "Man, I went home. I had I drank twenty three Coors Lights and I watched Aaron Murray highlights on YouTube till fucking three <laughs> in the morning." And I was like, "That is the saddest thing I've ever heard." <laughs> but like, because Aaron Murray was like in co- we were in college, and he was like a high schooler still, right? Right. Um, yeah. This is how old I am. So I was like, he, he ever when he said that, I was like, that is fucking bleak. But at the same time, what Florida State is in this perpetual cycle of is like ready for the season, excited for the season man, things are, things change, right? The culture's change. Like we're going to have like, yeah. I mean, we can, we can win this year. Like we're going to get, we're going to get back to where we, where we were so accustomed to being. Cause the heights y'all are at, we're like, yeah. like in some, some ways, like no one else has ever touched 14 right. top five finishes. And, and what ends up happening is by, and I hate to say it, but like September, a lot of times we've lost the first game every year since 2016. That is not acceptable. But, yeah. but it's it's always in the first month, it seems like you'll lose a game that you, you were hoping you shouldn't have, right? And now the focus is like, man, we gotta, we gotta keep this recruiting class. Yeah. Like w- when the, the attention and focus of, of the program and fans is like this early in the season is on, hey, we gotta, we gotta keep these fucking 17 year olds. Right. F-words are flying today already, this is bad. Yeah, it's, um, you know, I, I think last night I was like, beside myself um you know taking a step back what sucks is i actually really like norvell as a coach but he coaches the team like it's full of talent like we go for it on Mm -hmm. fourth down and like we we like we we play aggressive but we don't have the guys that execute and when half of your team is transfers from other school it's 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 not by the way it's not a shock that the two best players on our team are transfers from Georgia and Texas A&M two yeah. programs that have their shit together. Um, well, let's, not, let's not give Georgia that much credit. Stetson, they have a quarterback controversy going on right now. Yeah. Right. Like you don't even know um, who the star is going to be, but it's just, it sucks because yeah, like you said that today it's all about the recruits, but if you don't win, it's very tough to get recruits. And I just, man, it, it's just, it feels like it is a perpetual, like just can't get over the hump and, I don't know, man, but I, I, Florida State fans are in a bad place today. Uh, so uh, can I, I'm, I'm going to read this text from you. All right. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I, this is the text. This is the, and we'll stop talking about fucking Florida State after this. I said at 12 a.m. midnight, a, a new day had dawned. Yeah. <laughs> and you mm-hmm. said, I went, uh, and you went, yeah, I'm done. Yeah. My joy is completely fucking gone. By the way, that wasn't for my life. That was just for watching Florida State. 
Because <laughs> when you said that, I was like, Tyler, your daughter's third birthday party was today, and I was yeah. howling. Like, like it was just yeah. That was, was so okay. I can see why now why that. you were like, uh, I don't understand. Like that was like, that's a bit much, dude. The joy for uh, <laughs> my life is not gone just for watching Florida okay. State in general. That's fair. So I sent you I sent you a screenshot of your tweet from Norvell right Press. after right after the uh, it was right after the damn um, the Notre Dame game. game. You yeah. said. He said, getting there, Norvell's the guy. And I was like, we have to discuss. We should do a segment on you cheering for a new team. And you said, it's really not the fucking time, Christopher. <laughs> <laughs> and so I meant that every word said, of that, by the way. And he did. I felt so bad after I said it. I was like, man. Um, okay, so with that being said, and you're the host, so you, you can, you'll direct all this. But <laughs> let's get into uh, the week that was and stop talking about Florida State. And let's yeah. like, talk about things that are going to make these people happy. Not, not yeah. that football. Well, if you were, uh, you know, Ole Miss or LSU or Auburn, you enjoyed a win over an FCS program. You know, it was a nice and easy breezy. I, I don't, I don't, I don't want to go into those games in detail. I do want to give a shout out to Auburn though, man. 62, nothing. It's, it's an FCS school. I get it. Back but to back 60 point games. When's the last time that happened? I forgot. It was like 1932 or something. It was before the AP era. <laughs> No, for yeah. real. Yeah. So Robertson, you know, he had three touchdowns. Looks like he got a pretty good freshman running back, Jarquez, Jarquez Hunter. Hunter. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, they look great. And, I, and like I said, I don't want to break down an FCS game, no. but Auburn has to feel pretty good going into that Penn State game about where they're probably right now. You already broke down after an FCS game. Ooh, fuck off. Oh. All right. Sorry, uh, anything, anything you want to say about any of those FCS uh, games outside of no? Four so states? Ole Miss, I loved how Ole Miss came out and got on early. Um, they looked really good. That that whole Ontario Drummond to, and and Matt Corral combination looks looked fantastic. The Grove looked awesome. I did get goosebumps when I read the tweet that was like, "We're glad to have you back." You just think about fucking a hundred, not a hundred thousand, like I don't know, fifty thousand people in this <laughs> one confined area. Um, and I think some idiot on Twitter was like, "The." Mississippi's one of the least vaccinated states. I was like, can we just be happy for things today? <laughs> we'll talk about COVID some other time. Like, let's just fucking yeah. like I mean, every other day is COVID talk. <laughs> God, it's the worst. So anyway, so love the fact that, that they were back. Um, excuse me, who was the last one you said? Uh, I had Auburn and then LSU, Penn yeah. State. Oh uh, yeah, LSU. Uh, so I mean, regardless of what you think about LSU, um, John Emory's out for the season, and I don't know if it's an injury or if it's like he's in trouble or something. That's interesting. Uh, at least I heard that today. Um, but it, the fact that like your defense has been like a liability, right? No matter what, I think that I think, and I, I saw this late in the game. I turned it off early. I think they pitched a shutout. Um, and that's yeah. like, that, that's just positive in general. So like, I know it's a shit competition, but I like that for them. And then I want to give a quick, uh, they, they gave up seven 34, seven. Never mind. The whole program's going to shit then. <laughs> um, so I want to give a quick shout out to, and this is going to shock you. We haven't talked about these people, well, in a positive way once. How about them in Vandy Commodores oh, dude. going on the Come road? Behind? Going from the on the road to Colorado State, which I like. I don't know anything about Colorado State, but I just assume. Man, you just it's much Colorado less State. cool Colorado school. Yeah, obviously, did they have? When did they get orange in their colors? Did you see I, the helmets? No, I didn't. So, bro, they, like, if you're from Georgia, like Colorado State's like entire color scheme is like the Grayson Rams. It's like yeah. the same exact thing. And now, for some reason, they they had like orange helmets. It's like FAMU helmets. It's weird. 
Um, anyway, so, but shout out to Vandy and 18th year kicker Joseph Bulovus, uh, former Ole Miss and Bama kicker who, who got the game winning kick. Thought that was cool. Um, I'm assuming we're going to talk about Shane Beamer. I haven't looked at any of the notes. What happened to, um, you mentioned at the top, I didn't see this. What, when you said Bama lost its best player? I don't know if he's out yet or not, like for like an extended period of time. He was, he had to walk the locker room. Um, and, but so like, first off, who, I, who was it? Will Anderson, number 31. He's, he's like one of the best oh, players yeah. in the country. Um, After losing Chris I, Allen last week. Right. And so, it, it, so it's a cut block. And here's the thing. I, I, there were so many people on Twitter because I posted about it in a fit of rage. And I was like, this is unfucking real. <laughs> it's just like a trash, trash like move by this. Um, hold on. I'm just messing with my soundproof equipment. We got to, we got to complain about the sound it's like because a, it's you know, like a jacket hanging there. Or a it's towel? a towel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and contrary to popular belief, honestly, like after losing like a fiance, I did not really think about the sound equipment as being a top priority. And I should have, and I'm so sorry about that. Yeah. Um, I think anyway, you so, out, guys. Oh yeah, of course. And do and continue to do it. And I'm, I yeah. love that the, our old producer will actually liked it. The comment too. I thought that was, that was nice. I'm just going to throw that out there as well. We'll keep it moving. But, um, so anyway, you, you have, uh, this, like, it's like Mercer who doesn't run a, they don't run a triple option. Yeah. So I'm having a hard time understanding why you're, there's a necessary need for a cut block for one, two was the towel. The towel. Yeah, the towel. It won't stop. Um, so like, there's not really a need for a cut block in my opinion. The amount of people that wanted to mansplain to me on Twitter, what a, what a cut block was, was astounding. I, I, I hate that for women, that women, cause I see it all the time. And it's like, actually like, you like football. Like who's your favorite player? Like name all the players ever. <laughs> um, so good Lord, who is that? Um, so you like, you have this tight end coming down and it's the only way he's going to block them. Right. I, mean, I get it. I, I, I get, I get what it is. Oh, Oksana masters is incredible. looking. are you watching this? No, he's really kicking in today. Um, so the, it, like, like I understand what a cut block is. I understand that it's like, it's a legal play. It doesn't mean that if you're coming down, and your eyes are looking at the ground. Cause I was always told to see what you hit in football. I, you know, I know it's usually for tackling, but like, I'm assuming it's also for blocking because you can't block somebody when your eyes are looking at the fucking ground and the crown of your helmet is directly pointed at someone's knee. The kid launched himself into Will Anderson's knee and bottom line, it's for, like, I understand what cut blocking is again. It's not, it's not textbook. Like it wasn't a textbook form of that at all. It was a shit job from a, I'll just say it, a shit school that like came in and, and like, and then I don't, I'm not saying they do that on purpose. I'm not saying that kid did it on purpose, but I will say that there are moments in those games, every single time they're played where you have a kid who was never recruited by that school, who probably has a little bit of a chip on his shoulder and is on like the big stage for the first time. And I, and again, I'm not saying that like they're trying to be dirty, but I am trying to say that like there happens to be moments in those games a lot where something like that happens. Right. That's all I want to say. And the band looked like shit in the most part. Anyway, <laughs> they were very sluggish. Um, Must have been tough for, to win by 50. Um, don't do this nonstop because your team sucks. Um, <laughs> well, you okay, know, you're so not going to put a lot, gonna gonna put a lot of energy, energy or anything on tape when you, before you play Florida. Um, all right. So let's sure. start with uh, South Carolina ECU. No, let's got, it's got to be a bigger game than that. What was the bigger game in the SEC? Well, there was, I mean, Arkansas, Texas, but. That's what I want to do. Let's start there. 
Okay, so Arkansas fans got to be feeling good. Uh, yeah. They ran for 330 yards, which is the most since 2016, which just coincides with the last time they had a winning season. Mm-hmm. They held Texas to 256 yards total offense. Bro. Crowd was incredible. Stormed the yeah. field. First win over to Texas in Fayetteville since 1981. Um, and they were dominant from the start, man. Texas their first seven drives, they had six punts and then the seventh was a missed field goal. Uh, 16-0 at the half. I mean, it it was incredible. Uh, And I didn't think that the the defense would be leading the way in this game. Mm -hmm. We were, we had been off on a lot of things. I think what what people need to realize too is the basis of this podcast is not going to be accuracy or uh, <laughs> yeah. I, don't know. I don't want to say that because like, I'm going to pat ourselves on the back so much more. Right. But man, yeah. um, I know you're watching Jalen Ramsey right now. So if we're recording this on Sunday night, just to give you guys a little uh, behind the scenes and the NFL games on, but um, I man, we I think I, I went out of my way to point out Sark going against Arkansas's defense and like Barry Odom and how he'd been there before. And, and all that kind of stuff. Um, I, I was blown away. It was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Arkansas, as good as they were on defense, more incredible on offense. They only punted twice the whole game. First right. two drives they had. Uh, right. Every other series resulted in a score except for one, which was a pick. But, um, you know, they went up 16-0. Texas comes back. They, they scored a touchdown. And... Basically, from there, Arkansas said, we're not going to let you win this game. We're not going to let you come back. Very next drive, Razorbacks go down. K.J. Jefferson, long play to Tyson Morris. Crowd gets back in it. Score on the very next play. And from there, it was just, it was was lights out, man. The the crowd took over. Arkansas took over. They they limited B. John Robinson to only 69 yards. Very nice effort. Very nice. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but okay, yeah man so, i mean arkansas yeah our, our boy ty's got to be feeling good he called it on this podcast you know we've like look we're gonna start getting interviews by the way like i, yeah. I just i'm gonna i'm gonna go ahead and announce that now because we've had some like ty called that on our preseason thing um during called the anthony richards thing early in march we keep talking about that so we've, we've had some some good guests obviously but i was really happy for them and i was i'm just you know i know some people agree disagree with this I just am so happy for Arkansas fans. I, I haven't really met a fan base in the SEC, especially that that is I felt more deserving than that. Like, like they they don't, and some people don't like them, like because of their basketball fans or, or maybe baseball. I don't know. But for the most part, I've never had an issue with any Arkansas fans. And like when you you kind of have to like go through first off, anybody that went to the Chad Morris era, I feel bad for. Right. And, and they, they have been like the laughing stock and, and we brought this up on the preseason podcast. They're considered the laughing stock. We shit on them all the time. Like as, as like fans of the SEC, let's not forget it in the same decade, they have been to a new year's six bowl. They were ranked in the top five or two seasons in a row. Like, you know, that, that's not that far off. Like that's not that far um, back in history. So watching them and a guy like Sam Pittman, who just, he gets it. I mean, he just fucking gets it. I love it. I mean, for, like he, yeah. he said something today. He said something and I'm not like, I know, I know what my mom's profession is, but I think you guys probably know our listeners. Like I don't go to church on Sunday mornings. Um, but as somebody that grew up in the South and is like from down here and it, he said something in the locker room that was, I got like, like deep fried goosebumps over it. It was like, he said, he said, 
you know what you did? Y'all, y'all, y'all came in here and you gave them something to believe in. And, um, and tomorrow when they go to church or they go to Waffle House or wherever they want to go. And I was like, Jesus, that is like, but it's like, it's so accurate too. Yeah. Um, so I, I just, I was, I was blown away by the game plan from Barry Odom. I thought that was awesome. They're ranked now. They're the, the coaches poll that came out They're 22nd, which is great. Um, love it for the fan base. Love the fact they were, they stormed the field. Love the fact that, that Dixon street was probably lit as F. we can say it. Yeah. It was just, <laughs> yeah. it's like stuff like that. I feel like is like, remember when Texas tech beat Texas in 2008, the Michael Crabtree game. Yeah. That was an awesome game. Yeah. And they stood in the field and it was like, there's, there's moments where you have like these, these big wins and it's because it's, it's an upset. Right. And there's also big moments. Like I feel like that when, when it's been like, kind of like a tough go, right? Like it's been, it's overdue. That's what it felt like for Arkansas. And I was just so, I was so fucking happy for, for Arkansas. And I tell you what too, the fact that, did you have the feeling that there at some point it was going to, even out a little bit or be closer because i i did yeah i was gonna go get some mcdonald's at halftime i was very excited about it and i got back and winning it was 33 to 7 <laughs> oh okay yeah everyone knows that <laughs> but 33 to 7 i was like goodness they, they just put it on them yeah so they got a, they got one more game against georgia southern and then it's gonna get a little little tough here for Razorbacks yeah. fans i can they win one of these th- four well, well really three a&M in AT&T Stadium in Dallas, which A&M did not look good this week. Although they look good at all this season, in my opinion. I don't yeah. get it. Uh, at Georgia, going to be tough. And then at Ole Miss. And then they got Auburn at home, which I think is a winnable game, obviously. Um, yeah. Can they win? Outside, so take the Auburn game out. Can they win one of those the three games there? I think they can. I think Ole Miss, like, I, I like Ole Miss a lot. And I'm, I think that they deserve all the credit that we should be giving them. But at the same time, like, you, you know, on the heels of what we we both said about Arkansas in this game, right? Where it's like, you guys, like, how are they going to score or keep up with them for 60 points? I feel like, or 60 minutes. I feel like I said that about several teams this weekend. And, I, you know, my first thought against Ole Miss is like, well, how are you going to stop that at defense? And how are you going to, how are you going to, um, you know, put enough points on the board to keep up with them. But they just did it to a Texas team that we weren't expecting it from. I understand the Ole Miss program. Here's something I never thought I'd say. The Ole Miss program is further further ahead than the Texas program right now. Yeah. But I, I think that's the one you'd circle that you think you have the best chance in. But honestly, it might be A&M with a backup yeah. quarterback. And it's, their, their defense is playing lights out. Tim Elko needs a fucking raise like immediately. But at the same time, yeah, they are beatable. Like A&M is – you got you got so mad at me about this because <laughs> I know you hate Jimbo Fisher. And, yeah, and yeah. Shout out to Robert Barons, by the way, the guy who we had on the podcast for the AM yeah. episode. He had the best tweet. He was like, he's like, man, I cannot believe Jimbo Fisher lost to Jacksonville State. And it was like, uh, it was like I, yeah. and, but but he or but um but A and M. I, I made this thing. I was like, man, backs against the wall, backup quarterback. It. It was like against all odds. And the truth is. <laughs> If we're not on social media, the truth is A&M looked like shit for most of the game against an inferior opponent. And they looked like shit in the first half of that Kent State game. And I don't care that you, you put up all these points in the second half. And I'm I'm not trying, listen, I'm critical of teams and it's not because I'm a Bama homer, but in the same reason, it, it, 
it, the same way it almost is. And, and let me explain. People hold Bama to a higher standard because they've set the standard, right? So my, in my eyes. Standard is a standard. Standard is a standard. All right. Did you hear Jimbo after the game, by the way? Bro, <laughs> he, I mean. <laughs> he was effusive in his praise for Colorado, which I'm like, all right, that's a little over the top. Good word. <laughs> um, he, he was, it was like, I want to say quintessential or like, but it was like more than anything I've ever seen. Fastest I've ever heard him talk. It, like it, all the cliches, it was like he was in a race for time. It, it was, yeah. it was amazing. It was, it was incredible. So, um, but like what, what I, what I say, what I said, I mean, that is like, what I mean when I say that is like, like Georgia, I was critical of Kirby a lot last year because here's the thing. If you're going to sit there as a program, all right. As a, as fans, as a, as a program in general, coaching staff, all that kind of shit. And you're going to tell yourself and convince everyone else in the country you're a top five program. You're a, you're a playoff contender. You are content. You're like a contender to, to beat either Bama, win the SEC, any of that kind of stuff. If you, if you are going to like consider yourself like one of the big boys, you got to put on the big boy pants and you're going to be held to a higher standard and going on the road and playing Colorado and winning 10 to seven while doing it in dramatic fashion is not impressive to me. Like, cause you, you should have exact Calzada. You don't fumble on the one yard line. It, yeah. Well, that, that's my thing is like, you could say, uh, Oh, well, Haynes King got injured, you know? And, and, but like, wasn't that great in the first game that, and like they were in a heated QB battle. Like it's not like Calzada was like way worse, you know, like right. they were neck and neck through camp. I mean, I know Haynes King always had the leg up. Ooh, bad joke, I guess uh, lower leg injury there, but, um, oh. Jesus. By the way, have we had any had any update? Because there was no update after I'm the not, game. I'm not. Oh, on, on King. Yeah, I thought you were talking about Jerry Judy. Um, no, I have no idea. I, um, so safe to say, for I mean, if you're an Arkansas fan, you know that game's next week. King doesn't seem like he'll be likely to play. So, anyways, eight of their first nine. So we'll, we'll move over to A and M real quick, and then we'll move on. Yeah. Eight of their first nine drives were three and out. Um, now Calzada came up with the clutch in the end. He threw the 18 yard touchdown pass to Spiller with 240 Spiller left. Clutch in the end. That catch it on third yeah. down. Yeah, man. Um, and Colorado had his chances, man. They had a long drive mm -hmm. that ended with a field goal, uh, that was missed. And then they had, mm -hmm. um, another one where again, credit to Mike Elko, they had, they were stuffed on back-to-back -back attempts to gain a few inches yeah. on the, on the Texas A&M five yard line. Um, so A&M, you know, very lucky to get out of that with a win. Um, yeah. And it's, you know, they got New Mexico next week. So what I fear for them is when they go into that Arkansas game, I don't know, man. Like, yeah, you could say you've been tested now, but you were tested against like a, not really a G5 school, but like. Well, no, come on. They're not that bad. Yeah. I mean, but they, but they, you shouldn't be in a game with them. No, and, and I will say this too, on a positive note, because we don't want to only be negative and critical, because I know you hate Jimbo, and that's going to skew your opinion a lot. Well, I picked fair. them. I mean, I picked them to be in the SEC championship game. That doesn't mean you don't hate Jimbo and you don't want them to lose every game they play. That's a great point. <laughs> we just, you know, we talk about honesty on this podcast. Yeah. Um, so, but, but like the thing, the thing I will say in a positive way is every game, every championship season. Every championship season, every championship team has that one game where it's like, God, geez, like nothing is going our way. This haircut is bad. You're right. 
um, nothing is, nothing's going our way. And like, like I think of, and I hate to bring up just this example, but like, it's the one that stands out the most to me still is that 2008 Bama team, right? 2009, 2009 Bama team that won the national championship. They should have lost to Tennessee. Like he won 12 to 10 over an inferior opponent at home. You needed two field goal blocks to do it. And there are the Mount Cody game. Yeah. And, And so, so there are moments in every championship team's run where you just like, nothing's working that day. And you just, you, you just have to figure out a way to win in the same way. Gary Danielson always says this. And I know people don't like Gary, Gary Danielson, but I think he does a great job. Um, there, there are, there's some games every year or one game every year, maybe where you got to look at your quarterback, no matter who it is. And you gotta, you gotta look at him like, Hey man, you gotta go win us one. Like you, you just, you gotta put the team on your fucking back and you gotta go win us a game. And Calzada's numbers weren't great. 18 at 38 for 183 yards, one touchdown. I just, I was impressed with the resiliency. And I mean, cause after he fumbled going into score, yeah, you had to think it was like, which happened a lot on Saturday, by the way. Yeah. Like too much, but you, you had to think that he, um, you know, he might not have been able to bounce back from it. So I was, I was impressed with that part. I'll say, yeah. What do we got next? Um, one team that I was questioning going into the game, not really questioning, but just wanted to see how they would respond after week one and really test the metal of the team and, you know, prove if they're a championship team is Georgia. You know, I, I wanted to see Georgia come out and have a dominant game, uh, against UAB because UAB, you know, they're, Obviously, they're a, good team. A, they're they're a good team. They're a good team for a G five program. And um, oh, hold on, hold on. Before you say that, they were a good team for a G five program, right? Is that what you said? Yeah, they were a twenty four point underdog. Georgia plays South Carolina this week. South Carolina is a thirty two point underdog. So don't say they're a good team for a G five team. They're a good team. Uh, well, South Carolina is not a good P five team. So. <laughs> um, <laughs> And I didn't, I didn't realize this when we were, uh, when we were go- doing the recording this week, but uh, I didn't realize that JT Daniels was going to be out for this game. Um, yeah. And so he's got the oblique injury, should be good long-term. What surprised me was that Stetson Bennett got the, the tab for quarterback. Um, I guess maybe it was just a nod to, hey, you've been around in the program. But you know, so that's, that's not what I heard. Okay, hey, what'd you hear? This is pure speculation, but the people that I talked to in Athens... Um, they said that Carson Beck was a little bit too cavalier in, in promoting that he was going to start. And I don't know if any of that's true. This is all speculation, but I just, I think it's, I think it's hilarious either way. Um, like Carson Beck, I I mean, I would get why I guess I, but I thought he was a backup. I did not listen. Maybe just, just because I heard from Georgia fans on Twitter for a full year making excuses, but Stetson Bennett, I thought was the fourth year or the fourth string quarterback. That's what I was told. Well, he comes out and starts this game and was on fire. Five touchdown passes in the first half, school record, scored on six of the seven possessions with him at QB. Um, we talked about them needing to take care of business after a big win, physical matchup with Clemson, and they came out and did much better than I thought they would, um, especially given that Stetson Bennett was the starter. Um, uh, if I'm Georgia, I'm feeling very confident about where the team's at right now. Right. Um, I am too. I think, I mean, they looked, uh, 
They looked good. It says a minute, man. I, I just was trying to make that a thing nonstop that he was going to be the starter. He was QB one. Georgia fans were not biting. Um, so credit to them, but God, that was, that was like, I mean, it was impressive. Well, there's no QB controversy. JT yeah, Daniels not. will be back. Uh, where there may be a QB controversy is in Gainesville. Uh, UF 42, USF 20 was very bitter because they were up 35 to three. I had take, taken them and I knew this was going to happen. I still did it because so it's like stupid. they're going to get up big. They're going to, they're going to, you know, take their foot off the gas. Exactly. They got Bama next week. You know, they don't want to get guys hurt. That's what happened. You know, but they were up 35 three. So they looked good. Emory Jones, the first Anthony half. Richardson. What's up? I, I told you that I said, I said, my, my picks yeah. like the first half for them, the first quarter for them. Um, I hammered those. I, but I mean, USF so is like so bad. They're so bad. Um, Emory Jones and Anthony Richardson split time again. Um, and Emory Jones didn't look bad. Um, it's just Anthony Richardson, every time he goes out there, he does something incredible. Um, Emory Jones was 14 to 22 for 151 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions, which isn't great. Uh, he's thrown four picks now in two games against two opponents that aren't very good. Um, Richardson, three for three for 152 yards, two touchdowns, four rushes, 115 yards and a touchdown. Um, Mullen says Jones is the starter for Alabama. Um, but, and both will play still, obviously, but I've got to imagine my prediction, and this is, I'm not, not like I'm going out on a limb here. Um, this Bama game will be the, the start of the Anthony Richardson era. Yeah. So I had a great conversation with Cav Harris about this. Uh, one of our listeners is a great dude that lives in Atlanta. And we talked for like an hour and a half. <laughs> I got on the phone like this week and it was like, yeah, we, yeah, we actually did. But it was like, we talk about, talk about like that before the game and he's such a rational person, um, which escapes a lot of us, I think a lot you know, in general. So with our fans, but he, he was, he brought up the fact that I was like, who do you think should be a quarterback? And he was like, honestly, man, you know, I, I just, I feel like, like, I, like you had this guy with Anthony Richardson and, and he's been able to do this, this, and this. He's like, I understand where Dan's coming from. And he, he like laid it all out in such a perfect way. It was like, you know, but if, if you're looking, if you're looking for someone that's going to have like a chance, like, cause I don't, I don't know if Florida, like I know Florida fans are confident. And I would say at this point, overconfident in what they, what they're going to do against Bama, just from what I've seen and heard and, and good for them. Um, yeah. It's a different fucking animal. Okay, I'm just I'm gonna, I want everyone to hear that. Then USF, <laughs> I, then, then everyone, then everyone, and <laughs> yeah. then the Falcons. But like well, when you when you have hard. like when you yeah when you when you play them that close in the SC championship game, I get the confidence going into it. You get them at home and all that shit sold out. But like it's like I always say, on Saturday at three thirty. They're going to line up that fucking ball at midfield or at 35 yard line. <laughs> and great, great, great early return. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're going to line that ball at midfield because there's a pregame uh, personal foul, <laughs> but they're going to line up that ball at the 35 yard line and, and you're going to have to fucking line up and play Alabama. Okay. Yep. And, and I think that I told him, I was like, I get, I think Emory Jones is a guy because you need to have a guy that's like, it's the offense that's gonna that's gonna keep you steady and rich. You know, a freshman's not gonna beat Bama like that. And and then I started thinking, I was like, I saw the game because you you know the first game against FAU. Sure, yeah. you look good against FAU. And then you look at this, and I know you had more than seven snaps, but you have seven plays that register for a stat, right? Three for three passing, 
152 yards. First play, he came in through a 75-yard bomb. It was like – yeah. So, it's, it's, so then you keep watching the game and he gets more touches and he ends like – with just an incredible stat line and it, and there's are more to there's more to football than just the stat line. Right. Yeah. But he just has some kind of, and it's early, right? It's early. They play two terrible teams, but he just has like a Tebow esque kind of it factor. It, it reminds me a lot of Cam Newton, like just the way he's built mm-hmm. because you know, and I remember texting Cap halfway through the game and I was like, I changed my mind. Like, I, I just, I think that, I mean, here's the thing. If Emory's a you know eighth year junior or whatever it is, and he's already thrown four picks in two games to shit competition, I just wonder what that looks like against good competition against good defensive coordinators. And Andy Richardson is just—he's just a different dude, man. That, yeah. The hurdle he had against FAU, he had yeah. just landed from something. Like he like. It, it, the, he was able to jump right back up from like, I don't even know what it, I, it, the athleticism is. It's unbelievable. He might be, he might be the best athlete. I, I'll, I'll say right now. He's the best athlete at quarterback in the country. Hands down. I'm, I'm overreacting for sure, but I mean like the prison of <laughs> the moment, but I just, <laughs> well, I mean, look, I, those players will dictate who starts because yeah. If you're Mullen, you've got to and and the the team is responding to Richardson in a way that's different than Emory Jones. They're not. You're going to lose the locker room, not totally, if you play Emory Jones just because he's the older guy and the players know that Richardson's yeah. the guy. I think ba- this Bama game coming up, it's it's going to show why Richardson should be the QB from here on and out. I'm not saying he's going to go out and beat Bama, but I just Emory Jones, while he's put up some okay stats, I mean, four picks against USF and FAU bad. He just hasn't really looked great. Um, and Richardson has looked great. I mean, let's just be honest. So um, it should be interesting to see, you know, like I said, Mullen said Jones will start against Alabama. That doesn't really mean much to me, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, so it should be interesting though, man. I mean, He's a wild card right now. Richardson is so. It, it well, you gotta love it. You gotta love it having your back pocket to have that that kind of athleticism on the like on the yeah. bench. But at the same time, you're like, I mean, and listen, Anthony Richardson's not gonna go out there in my. I don't think. I mean, Jesus, like now that I think about it, like I, I don't think he's gonna go out there and like you know, like, like extrapolate that over time, man. Like if he, it's just like if he had a full game. I don't think he's gonna do that against Bama. But at the same time you got to like your chances a little bit more with him in there just for the explosive play standpoint. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's keep it in the East. Um, Pitt, Tennessee, mm. Pitt takes this one, 41, 34, the old man. Right yeah. Three for 285, two touchdowns and, a, and another rushing touchdown defense was just kind of swarming, even though they scored 34 points. Um, you know, Pitt had five sacks, recovered two fumbles, had an interception, fourth quarter goal line stand. Um, I think the big news here, I mean, I, I picked Pitt to win this game um, and cover. Milton went out, um, which, you know, that was my big concern for Tennessee. I just don't think Milton's that good. Um, Hinton Hooker came in. We'll see who's the quarterback going forward. I haven't seen who will be. Um but Tennessee just sloppy, man. Three turnovers, 13 penalties, uh, not just not very good tackling. Um, they'll get there. This isn't a, like a 
referendum on the program or anything. It's just no. Pitt's a good team too. Yeah, and I like I said, you know, Pitt is there. Narduzzi's been there, I think, for eight years, and they got a eighth year starting quarterback. And you know, you're, and you're in year one team. Yeah, and you're in year one of starting in the hypo era, and it's just that this is where it's at right now. Um, I think I think if you if you're Tennessee too, I don't mean to cut you off, but like if you're Tennessee, I think you're kind of right where you want to be in that game. Like, I mean, like you want to win obviously. Right. Yeah. But like, you know, I kind of, I kind of thought they were exactly where we should expect them and being in that game that late, maybe even ahead of where we should expect them. I agree. Um, So tough loss there. Uh, Keep it in the East as well. South Carolina. Um, on the road, Gamecocks. All right, ECU by three. Uh, lots of turnovers and penalties in this game for Carolina. Um, they each got themselves. They weren't a foot. fourteen in a oh hole, weren't they? Weren't they down fourteen? They were down fourteen zero. And my dumbass yeah. tweeted it. I don't know if they're built to come back from fourteen down. And um, and I will say, man, I tell you, man, that game, man, South Carolina, man, they, I bet, I bet they hate the Second Amendment. And it goes, they, they shot themselves in the foot so many times. Come on now. Oh, wow. Yeah, um, yeah, they had three turnovers in their first five drives, including a goal line fumble that went through the end zone in the first half. So they were a just goal line the ball again. Just, yeah, exactly. Um, but, you know, good for them. You know, Damani St- Stanley had a 63-yard interception return for a touchdown just before halftime mm-hmm. to kind of give them that spark. Um Parker White, good on you, man. Knocked a 36-yard field goal through his time expired to get the win. And look, it is ECU. Um, I think this was about the spread, South Carolina minus three. So um, you did what you were supposed to, but it's, you know, it was early. Nice too. Yeah, it's, it's, it's nice to, it's not, oh yeah, I guess it's like did cover. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's nice to take care of business when you're supposed to take care of business and you know, you, you want your program to get to a point where you're beating ECU by more than three, but you came out with a victory. You can't be mad about that. Yeah. And um, yeah, so two and oh, probably gonna get a little tougher from here, but good start to the uh, season for them. I think it's, so it's for, it's the second South Carolina coach ever to start two and oh in his career and watching Beamer on that, like in that game, I just like, it's just hard not to pull for South Carolina. There, there's a, you know, there's a, there's a lot of coaches. I feel like maybe and, and Heupel has got an uphill battle because it's Tennessee and people have, they've just been dickheads long enough as fans that people are not going to forget that. So they don't, um, like, I don't know if I throw them in there, but there's enough, there's so many coaches in this league now, like early on that it's just hard to pull against them. And Beamer is definitely that guy. Like you're on the road. They could not have faced more adversity in that game. Right, which is I think yeah, hit with the trick play, seventy-five yard trick play, first play, first play. Yeah, I, I mean, and, and like, and you're right in the fact that like you, you like, I feel like you did it like almost like a disservice though, to say like, oh, well, you know, they handled business, but they should handle business. I don't, I don't know if that was a handle your business game. I, like, I think that was like Vegas made them the favorite because of the name on the helmet, and it, you know, because you're another directional uh, Carolina school that that is ahead of where you're at right now. And you're on the road and you, you're down 14 0, and you're, you don't have a fucking quarterback. I, I, no offense, Zeb. He's not that guy. Like, yeah. he's not, not that, guy, that guy. Like, he is. So then you have, um, like, Kevin Harris couldn't get it going. I mean, you do. What, what's his last name? How did I forget this? Hmm? 
Juju, the freshman running back. I just, I uh, thought it's what, get, look up his name real quick. And I'll just, I'll keep going. <laughs> He's like, but no, that kid, that kid is like, you, you have a stable of backs. And I kept saying this and people thought I was crazy. I was like, tough guy might have the deepest running back room in the SEC, right? Like they, I mean, I understand what they have in Athens, but like, you know, Kevin Harris, Marshawn Lloyd. Yeah. Juju McDowell. Like, Juju McDowell. So, so Condre, right. Um, who is the third string running back lead you in rushing yards and receiving yards a week before. And so you have this freshman and that kid fucking took over. Like, I mean, like the fourth quarter, he has a 63 yard punt or, or kick return, which was awesome. Um, and then he ends up like, I think finishing the game with like 11 carries, 71 yards. And, and he is the last one on that roster. You thought was going to be the guy that late. And what did fucking, what did Beamer do? I'm going to get all fired up now too. Like, you, you, what does my grandpa used to always say? He'd say, dance with the one that brung you. Like you don't, you, you stay there, stay in that lane. Like that, that kid is like, he hit the big return. He was getting some, he was like ripping off big yardages. And instead of going to even the guy that like had like the returning leader and rushing yards in the sec, all that you stuck with him and you end up like you end up winning a game. You probably had no business winning after the first quarter. Yeah. Yeah, so it's great. Um, th- probably the best game in the East, Kentucky, Missouri. You know, we, we had labeled this one as a probably must win for each program if you want to take that next step, mm-hmm. potentially cha- challenge for second place in the East, but more than likely third place for sure. Uh, Kentucky wins the day. We both called this one. Um mm-hmm. Chris Rodriguez was a monster in this game. Yeah, he was. Career high, 206 rushing yards, three touchdowns, one receiving touchdown for four total. Mm -hmm. Kentucky, as a team, rushed for 340 yards, um, 519 total yards in the game. And it was a fantastic game. I want to say they they did blow a 14-point lead, and the game was tied at 28 at one point. You know why? Because of another fucking goal line fumble they they were going in to score to be up 28 to 7 and they were in complete control of this game and you got to give credit to missouri give credit to missouri because they just like i said about south carolina they had no business being in this game they were getting just trounced early and then you go to you go to the locker room at halftime 21 to 14 so 28 to 7 that's huge yeah now they never trailed in the game which is good uh their, and their yeah. defense did step up late um when what I loved about this for Kentucky was when Missouri tied it, the ensuing drive, Kentucky takes it 75 yards for a touchdown. Like that's, that's just huge, man. That's just response. Um, did get a little hairy there. Cause it looked like he did potentially fumble going in for the, the game winning score. Um, did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but, um, you know, then Missouri blocks. They, recover- yeah, they yeah. recovered it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Sorry, I'm like you're right. Every game there was like <laughs> there were so many of these I, damn games. And Rodriguez did that multiple times last year, and I'm like, I, anyway, anyway. Missouri uh, blocks the Kentucky kick. Uh, Try to go down and tie the game late. Couldn't get it done. Basilak looked good, man. Two hundred, almost mm-hmm. three hundred yards passing, four touchdowns. Um, he did have the one pick. Tyler Beatty had 10 catches for 88 yards plus another 61 rush. Um, but yeah, Kentucky, man, you know, it's, it's, it's cool to see them lean on their offense to lead. Um, mm-hmm. It's just a new day. It feels like this year, big win for them. 
Do you think they can challenge for second in the East this year? Yeah, I do. I do. I think there's so many questions at Florida. I think that, you know, Will Levis took us, like, I don't say he took a step back. He played a better team than he did week one. I, it's like, Wondell Robinson is a fucking problem at, at, at receiver. That's my guy. <laughs> yeah, that is your guy. And if we don't get Dale Yeah trending at some point, I'm going to be real pissed. Um, but like, Dale right. he's, <laughs> but he, um, <laughs> that was good. That was real good. <laughs> so, so like, you know, I, I think they said this last week about like losing Monroe when they were playing them. It was like, man, you, you talk about Levis and his numbers. You talk about Robinson, talk about Ali at receiver and, and just how, how good they were on off, how good they were on offense. And you don't even talk about Chris Rodriguez. And now you, now you see a game where it's like, all right, the secondary or like the pass passing offense is not doing as well. Like it's kind of like sputtering a little bit in the second half. And now you can lean on a guy like that, who is a tremendous running back and a very talented running back. And he just, you know, what does he do? Rips off his career high in yardage. And, and I, I just think that this Kentucky team is so like, they can beat you in, in a number of ways. Cause if you take away the run, you are going to have to deal with two very good receivers and one that's an elite receiver, I think in the country. And then if you take away the pass, you got to deal with maybe the best running back in the SEC. Yeah. I mean, they, they're impressive. Um, you know, when they, what, do they play, they got to be playing Florida in the next couple of weeks. They usually play them early in the year, right? I haven't looked at the schedule, but that's going to be a huge game. Yeah, I, don't, I didn't hear that word you just said. ESPN yeah. just started playing in my ears at the same time. I have no idea uh, what just happened. I said they, they usually play with Florida in the like in the early part of the year, right? They got to be mm-hmm. playing them pretty soon. I would I think game. so. Yeah, it has been for several years too. It's um, I think that it, like, and I know the streak and how long it's taken for them to beat them, but I mean, I just I think they're a different team. That game's at Kentucky too. It's a different team Ooh. with a. They gotta go to Kroger Field. <laughs> Kroger Field. I, I want to give a shout out to the Mazadcast. Yeah, October second is when they play. Okay, so it's his birthday. Um, so, so Mazadcast posted something yesterday because it's like I think everyone's kind of enamored with Kentucky. They, they are one of those teams you you love to pull for. Love Mark Stoops, but what he's been able to do at Kentucky, and uh, you know we do give him like a pass because of it's being Kentucky sometimes, and I think sometimes it's a little bit unfair to other coaches. But at the same time, he he passed Bear Bryant in like in like most wins I think as a as a head coach at Kentucky. He's has the most wins I think now of all time like SEC wins as a Kentucky head coach, and just I'd love to see like that that coaching matchup. And there's several now in the SEC that like these like younger guys. I love Eli Drinkwitz and and Stoops. Like they're two, they go about their business in two different ways. But it was just it, it was it was cool to watch that. And, and but they the announcers were like going on and on about Kentucky and only Kentucky at times. And yeah. the podcast said, "Oh my God, it's incredible to be back!" Shout out to that standing puddle of piss in the second floor <laughs> men's room at Kroger Field. It's so good <laughs> to be back. And he was like, "Quote." It was like these broadcasters probably. I was fucking dying. It was so oh, funny. funny. Yeah. yeah. So Kentucky's got South Carolina next week, mm-hmm. um, in Columbia, and then they got Florida at home. So, and then they got oh, L- so. They got South Carolina, then they got Florida, LSU, Georgia, Mississippi State. Over on there. Um, yeah, speaking of Mississippi State, 
final game in the SEC to talk about. What? Yeah, yeah, you did. I, you know, I'm the USF being as bad as they are. I think skewed my vision on NC State a bit. I didn't realize that USF was that bad. Um, they are really and, bad. And, and trust me, I mean, NC State is still a good team. It's just Mississippi State was a lot better. Um, you know, they took the, the kids to opening kickoff return, 100 yards for a touchdown. Same kid had a 70 yard kickoff for a touchdown last week. Um, I had told I had told everyone before the game that they're that NC State's running backs, uh, Zonovan Knight, Bam Knight, and Ricky Person were two really good backs. They held them to 50 total yards between the two of them running. Um, Devin Leary, you know, 30 for 49, 303 yards, but was mm-hmm. never really in the game. I mean, they were behind 24 to three. It's like you're, yeah. you're not going to run. Right, exactly. So, so I mean, Will Rogers was was awesome. Thirty three of forty nine passing for two hundred ninety four yards, two touchdowns. Uh, my boy Jordan Wally, another touchdown so for him. Um, you know, Mississippi State's defense was was just so good. I mean, their their pass rush was very successful. Um, five sacks, I believe, on Leary. Ton yeah. of hurries. I mean, their defense was was lights out on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. any, any comment? <laughs> so, sorry, there's a Law & Order SVU and Organized Crime. It's coming back on the 23rd. I'm so pumped. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, the defense, like, they, they were great. I think like they kind of like led the way. I mean, like anytime you run the open kickoff back, right? Like there's like not a better way to start. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. so you score you score from jump and that's awesome. Um, I, I just, I was impressed, I think with like the resiliency from the week before, but that's kind of what we, kind of what I thought was going to happen just from... You know, I think I think Vegas got a little ahead of themselves, and I hate to be that. Actually, I don't. I was gonna say I hate to be that SEC homer, but I, I don't. Um, what the fuck were y'all thinking about making all these SEC teams at home underdogs? Uh, like yeah. Louisiana Tech. Like I know they played Louisiana Tech like down on the wire, but like you put Mississippi State as a home underdog. Like it's a team that had lost eight of their last nine against the SEC. Now nine of ten. Um, and the Texas thing too, it just, I, I was, I was really, I was happy for Michael Leach. Cause I think it's like kind of a, I mean, if he, if he starts that game or if they lose that game, it makes you feel like you're Owen two because yeah. of the way they won that losing a tech game. So I think that that was huge. Um, and you look and across like the state and Ole Miss looks like they got things rolling. So yeah, that's a big win yeah. for Leach. Huge, huge. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's pretty much all I would say about it. I think that's, that should be everyone in the SEC, right? Yeah, it is. It cover is. All of them? Uh, Yep. A um, couple things nationally, not great for the Pac-12 favorites. Utah loses to BYU. USC gets beat down by Stanford. So it seems yeah. like Oregon is definitely taking the reins, and that'll be the last game we talk about. Um, uh, well, well, Iowa... We're going to talk about Oregon State for a second. Yeah? We're not an Oregon State podcast anymore. We're trying to be. Um, but I got a text on, on Sunday morning about Oregon State... Uh, we look good. We look good. There were some positive things that happened this weekend. So I'll, I'll just say that. Okay. Yeah. Everyone get um, your hopes up. Yeah. <laughs> um, Iowa, Matt Campbell now Owen six against Iowa state or against Man. Iowa. Um, they were my playoff fourth seed. So I was that's dumb, yeah. you know, I shouldn't have gone off on a limb. You know, I try to go out on a limb and like be a little different. Oh, yeah. And it's like, I should have just gone with Oklahoma and Bama instead of Texas A&M <laughs> being so <Yeah>. good. <laughs> uh, but anyways, um, that was the same way. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, but one team that was chalky, Ohio State. Bro, 
They've got some run defense issues, my my guy. They've got some diff. They got some defense issues. Yeah. You know, Ohio State is is like the opposite of most of our audience, like on Facebook, yeah. especially, and and like most of our audience on social media. Um, and and by that, I mean they are really not defensive. Um, yeah. So there's that. Uh, I think I think that uh, like I mean they they are fucking bad on defense. It, which is, which is kind of, it shows you like, like, like you look at, we, we give Lane Kiffin such a hard time, not a hard time. We, we, we think we like Lane Kiffin is what we think he is, right? He's a, he's an offensive minded coach. doesn't really care about defense as much. And, and those games are going to be fun and high scoring. We don't really say that about a guy like Ryan day. We just think he's a good coach, right? Because he's, yeah. you know, he's at Ohio state and they, they do this and that every year and they, they run through the big 10, but they are bad defensively. They are bad. And CJ Stroud? I don't know. What, you don't like him? No? No. no. Like, listen, it, you're at home. You're at home. And, and here's the thing. I think that you have, when you, you're at home against a team that hasn't played in front of a crowd in over two years, you are a 14-point favorite. And, and say what you want to about that. Maybe Vegas had it wrong. Sure. But you had a team that barely beat Fresno State at home last week, right? You come back into your fucking house. In, in a place that you defend so well, you've won how many straight games there? Yeah. I haven't like, lost in the regular season since 2018. Exactly. And, and that's, and they haven't lost they at do, all. I don't actually, that was that they haven't lost at all in the regular season since 2018. I don't know right. if, if the home streak's probably longer than that. Probably. And anytime they lose, it's always, it's always a shock, right? It's like yeah. some crazy 17, 14 game against Michigan state or whatever. So I just think that like when you have that much talent, you got to figure like, like yeah, you, you got to be able to outscore them. Bottom line. They were never, they never even led in the game. It was crazy. Uh, and they didn't have, they didn't have Kayvon Thibodeau. They didn't have Justin Flo, another five-star mm-hmm. linebacker. He's impressive. Um, and I mean, look, they, they just, they, the guy, CJ Verdell, who the, is Oregon's running back went for 161 and two touchdowns. He said before the game, they, they watched that Minnesota game and they said they are getting carved up on the ground. And we can do mm-hmm. the same thing. And AJ and uh, Anthony Brown, like he didn't have to do much. I mean, he just, he didn't make any mistakes. He, he did throw two touchdowns. Um, I don't know, man. Stroud, he threw for 484 and three, three touchdowns. He did throw. They were pitch. down by 21. Still had to come back. I mean, they, they had a chance to tie it up. And they and didn't. He, and then he threw the pick, but he's, so. he's, he's still a freshman. I mean, yeah, I still think right. he's one of the better quarterbacks out there. Um, yeah. They had three receivers go over 100 yards. Ohio State did, um, but the defense has been bad for two years. And it's honestly, man, like the guy that left to go coach uh, BC, Jeff Halfley. Like ever since he left, their defense hasn't been the same. I mean, he's it's just uh, so. I don't know, man. Uh, Penn State kind of seems to have the team in the Big Ten right now. I don't That's know. Early. A lot, a lot will be said this weekend when they play Auburn. Yeah, and I don't want to get caught up in in projecting the Big Ten because I it just I've been wrong about everything I've said so far because I don't get it. Um, so that's fine. <laughs> but, but like, but in the national yeah, conversation, just, that's a big loss for for Ohio State. It, it shakes things up. Yeah, and it makes you think the Pac-12 might be a little bit stronger maybe than we thought because like, I you know I just I didn't expect them I didn't expect them to do that on offense with Joe Moorhead and all that kind of stuff. But you, it like the defense even being able to like kind of bow their necks at the end. I thought that was impressive. God, I hate sitting on the floor. We got to figure out a better solution to this fucking recording. Um, that's pretty much it nationally, right? Yep. I don't want to talk about Iowa State because we're no, no, nah. just we got yeah, Iowa State. This is the uncensored moment of the week, and 
I don't even know if you don't have anything in the notes. I haven't looked at the notes. Um, we got to talk about the cat. Oh, the cat. That was oh insane. So like, I hope all I have, I mean, I, well, if, if you guys all have social media, you've seen this by now, if you don't have social media, you are a, a healthier and better person uh, for it. And, <laughs> and much more than me, but what a fucking story. This was awesome. This was like the best thing of the weekend. I hate cats. I, I like, I fucking despise cats. They are snakes with legs. I say it all the time. They are awful, but, but like, it, so if you missed it, what happened was, um, a cat. <laughs> so Somehow. Like, a cat. No one's even talking about that. Like, it, so Why was there's it a there? cat. It, quick, here's the quick headline. Cat caught and rescued. And I mean, caught like from the air, caught and rescued, um, at hard rock stadium in Miami. No one's even asking why the fucking cat was there. I, I don't understand how either. Cause it is, that is a, um, there's no reason a cat should ever be at a stadium. You know, cats don't like football. You don't fucking, you know, that cats don't cats like, don't like anything. Cats don't like anything. They probably hate themselves, which I get. Trust me. Like, like yeah. I, I, I feel you there guys. We hate you but too. Same, <laughs> but like, I don't know. I don't know a lot of cat owners that are like, man, I love football. You know what? Like I'm bringing my cat dogs, you know, dogs love football dogs are yeah, just out there just loving everything. They're the best. Um, but like it, this, so a cat, it, like, it, and they don't, they didn't prep you in any of the videos. It, like it, you go oh, right into dangling, this dangling, man. It was like a fucking, what, who's the, who's the director that every movie you go into, it's like, Oh, I'm settling in. I got my cherry it, Coke. It was only the, in movie theaters. It was the scene from Ace Ventura. Two yeah. when he's got the, the, the raccoon at the beginning, right into it. Like yeah. you, you just you jump. You didn't give me any fucking time to get to the previews or anything. You're just this. There's a cat dangling, dangling with both hands, at, at like uh, from the second level of of Miami Hard Rock Stadium, and and you're like, what the? And one of the most electric and historic college football venues to to exist. <laughs> So I watched the orange bowl there. It was awesome. <laughs> but like, but like there, this cat is holding on for dear life. It, it's like, he's like doing it. Like you almost thought it was like, because cats are, they, I mean, they're pretty good athletes. I'll say that, but yeah, he's like true. holding it. He's like holding on and he's holding with one hand and then he goes back to like two and you're like, okay, well, he'll figure it out. Right. And I don't know why I thought that. Cause at the moment I thought it, it fell and this cat falls from the second story of a fucking stadium and and there's like all these fans had rallied together. I don't, what were they holding? A flag, or was it like my? I think it was a American towel? flag. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Was it really? I swear. I I know it was a flag. I think it was an American flag. Let me look it up. It was an American flag. I'll like cats now. But like, okay. So so while you're looking that up, so they catch this cat in the flag. It like it, whoever fucking whoever was on the the far side. They, the cat was closest to actually. So like, a, like away from the camera or whatever, that person's hand strength. Yeah. It was an American a little flag. bit. It's God, American I love flag. it. That is awesome. I didn't even know that. So they, they held him so up like guy, he was fucking Simba. Tyler, I was going to oh, get I, there. Sorry. <laughs> right, I was watching it on the video and I just, it blur, I blurted it out. <laughs> That's what happened. That's the end of the story. And I should have dropped. GD. Sorry. I'm sorry, I blew mom. it. I blew it. <laughs> It's like they caught it. The way. It looked like he was gonna fall though. Even after they, yeah. after they caught it with the flag, is it like they, they that side, whatever, just like like dropped? I still and think like the cat hit the ground. Of silence. I still he think did. the cat hit yeah. the ground. 
that cat's gonna have back issues the rest of his life. It's like a, a woman with big boobs. It's gonna it's gonna have some serious issues in the later years. So that cat, that cat though, the they they there's like a half second of like everyone's concerned, like, oh shit, is he okay? And then I mean arising from the ashes. Right, a phoenix rising <laughs> yeah. from the ashes. I mean, he holds him up like Simba and the crowd fucking erupts yeah. and then miami has a come from behind two-point win against app state <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i know the whole the best thing about that was i think miami was losing to app state in the fourth quarter when that happened you know i will say this and i'm gonna this is like way out of this is gonna be so far-fetched and inappropriate probably but i'm just gonna say it it made me so happy to watch it i didn't even know about the american flag but on september 11th and, and I, I fully mean this, and I know this is a, a reach, but like, <laughs> you know, sports brought everyone back together in, in after September 11th in, in 2001 and watching a group in that venue, which is a shit venue and a fan base that is rarely packs that place out. It was awesome. It was awesome to see that many people rallying around the same cause. And again, I know this is a massive reach, but it was just so cool. <laughs> If you um, like cats, I guess. Yeah. I know this is a massive reach, but that was the most American thing that's ever happened. Uh, it is a massive reach, but our forefathers, they would have, yeah. our, our founding fathers, they would have never been able to do anything like that. And it just <laughs> makes you think like Ben Franklin, what were you doing as president when you didn't catch a cat with a, with a uh, key on a kite? You know what I mean? You know what I mean, brother? Absolutely. Brother. Uh, <laughs> Dale rat. Uh, Dale rat. <laughs> so, all right, a couple things here. Um, yeah, I'm going to be a little critical of, of teams, you know, in the SEC. You know, some of my oh. listeners, some of our listeners might not be happy with me. Your listeners. Do. That's interesting. If I, if, if I don't, if I get responses like, well, we're better than Florida State. Yeah, I know that. Okay. I know that <laughs> that, that is the case. That's not a good comeback. All right. I'm going to just set the tone now. Who did this to you? Who did this to you? Oh, it's just I, I, names. A, South, a South Carolina fan did this. <laughs> And I was like, you know what? Sadly, you're right. You guys are better than us, but I still have a opinion. Not better for us, are they? Well, we lost to an FCS school, so. Um, uh, but yeah, and while we're on the topic, I'll never drop Florida State as my number one team. But my allegiance, it's it's up for a bid right now. So oh, you so we are going to do this. Yeah, we're going to go. We have a Facebook group. If you're listening, and you're not in it. You got to go to it. What's just what is it? What is, what was it uh, called on Facebook? The SD, is it still under SDS podcast? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then, um, or you can go on Twitter at CFB underscore uncensored and petition as to why your team should be the team that I adopt. You want to take over Oregon State? Uh, not particularly. Uh, and I'm not going to go for Bama, Chris. All right. I'm no, just, it I doesn't need to be a front runner. I think no. Ole Miss is the one you should go for. I kind of, I, I like Ole Miss. Kentucky kind of excites yeah. me a bit. It's going to leave you hurt, but yeah. It is. It, wow. it definitely is. I already what feel What a comeback. Hurt. What a comeback for, for Drew Brees' hair, huh? I was just about <laughs> to say, that man has got all of a sudden immaculate hair. <laughs> Good for him. Crazy that how is. that happens. You know, um, maybe where do you go, Purdue? That should be your goal. Purdue? The, the hair thing. I mean, oh, you know, it's like. Oh uh, well, no, I'm already too far gone for that. Oh, you're not too far gone. Don't say that about yourself. Um, I'll pull up Brian Urlacher. <laughs> don't. I don't. I don't know what that even means. But don't. Have you um, seen Brian? Brian Urlacher has a full head of hair now after being bald for his entire life. 
Wow. <laughs> Good for him. I don't follow him on Twitter anymore because he is a lot. Um, but yeah, no, I think that thing is a good idea. I think my, like, don't throw out, like, don't fucking say Georgia. Don't, it can't be a front runner. It should, you should, no. if you do something wrong, you should have to pull for Texas a and though. Cause of Jimbo, I think that'd be funny. You want to talk about Jameis for a second oh. before we leave? Nope. He was really good. good. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Proud of him. All right, guys. We oh, appreciate this is a good episode. Listening. Yeah, yeah. We got it. We got some big games coming up this week. I'm excited. We got a big guest. I think on Wednesday. Fucking you day. That. You mentioned that. Hey, do we just I, we leave I, it as a surprise? Probably because that's the professional thing to do. But I'm just going to tell him anyway because I'm so excited. And I think that, I mean, I I killed it yesterday on social media. I killed it at doing my job. Always <laughs> 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 nice. Um, Annie Agar might be coming out on, on Wednesday. And if she does, and it goes well, I'll never talk about Oregon State on this podcast again because I'm excited <laughs> for Annie Agar. <laughs> all right. We appreciate you guys listening. Five stars, reviews all day long. Let's go. Do we. See you this week. <laughs>